how do I get that proverbial seat at the table? And we talked about it a lot. You don't get it, you get asked to be a part of it. If you're creating and adding value and you're supporting your business, you're gonna have so many seats at so many tables that you're not gonna have enough time to do your full job. Hello, and welcome to the Talent Acquisition Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dull, and on this show, we interview today's industry leaders in talent acquisition to discuss challenges, best practices, and what the future holds. If you are working in talent acquisition and have always wanted to sit down with your peers at other companies to exchange ideas and learn, well, this show is the next best thing. Join us each week as we bring you a new expert interview and extract their expertise. This episode is brought to you by SageMark HR. Transform your recruiting practices with leading edge technology. Selecting the right recruiting solutions to enable your strategy is one of the biggest challenges leaders face today. You know technology will help, but searching all the options to find out what will work best for your specific needs can be both overwhelming and time consuming. At SageMark HR, we make selecting the right recruiting technology easy. Our proven process has helped companies such as 3M, Comcast, Stryker, Walgreens, and many more. Reach out to us at SageMark HR for a free consultation to learn how we can help you improve results with less stress and confidently change from reacting to leading. Hello and welcome to another episode of Talent Acquisition Leaders. I'm your host, Ryan Dull. Today I have a conversation with my friend, Mike McMillan. Mike is the VP of TA and HR at Stryker. So Mike, welcome to the show. Ryan, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So let's, uh, as we always do, let's kind of start out and talk a little bit about your background. So if you wouldn't mind sharing a little around your background, how you got started in TA, some roles that you've had leading up to uh, where you currently are at Stryker. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I think like many of us in talent acquisition, right? I don't know that we all graduated school expecting that that's where we land, but at least for myself, probably somewhat similar. So I, uh, I remember graduating my undergrad anticipating going to grad school uh, and then made the decision I wanted to go get some work experience before going into grad school. So uh, as I started to explore a couple of different opportunities, I found myself at a uh, boutique executive search firm, not necessarily where I thought I'd land coming out of school, but I remember uh, early in that journey, not sure that was the place I wanted to be. Is that what I, I get up every day thinking that's what I enjoyed? And a couple of months go by, I have my first placement really see the impact of that individual in this client that we were supporting. And I was hooked. Like that was what I liked doing. I really enjoyed it. And I saw a progression over the next couple of years, really leading quite a few different searches and quite a few different geographies and verticals, and then had the opportunity to start onboarding some new executive recruiters into the team, managing their desks, and uh, really found myself both in the enjoyment of the search side but then also really the enjoyment in leading the team. But I'd always sort of wondered, you know, what was it going to be like to work on the other side and walk the halls with the people that you were recruiting and engaging in, and, uh, and offering these opportunities to? And so serendipitously, 2008 hit the recession come into play and it impacted our business pretty substantially. So I remember at that time thinking, okay, maybe this is my chance. This is my time to go do something else. So made the switch went in-house and went to work for a for-profit higher education company. Uh, probably the polar opposite of everybody else's experiences at that time. We were growing like wildfire. We were knocking down walls, adding in associates and employees, and spent the next couple of years working in that environment. Learned a lot of what it was like to 
kind of eat your own cooking, if you will, right? Live and walk the halls with these individuals. And uh, I knew that was the side I wanted to be on. So for me at that point, I wanted to continue to grow my career in talent acquisition. I knew I wanted to do it in the in-house side and I had an opportunity to go to work for a large uh, life sciences organization, particularly focused in pharmaceuticals. And that's really where I learned to grow in terms of my leadership, but also grow in terms of my global responsibility and ultimately leading a, a global talent acquisition team. Did that for several years and uh, the proverbial sort of startup bug hit. And uh, I knew I wanted to go to work for a, a smaller, more startup, more pre-IPO type business, private equity back. And so I went and did that. And uh, we had a really successful IPO. We're in a position of thinking about, okay, what was going to be next? Private equity going to exit? And uh, we decided to sell the business. And so at that time, for me, it was really, I know I, where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. First time in my career, really started to explore opportunities in other organizations. And as I went through that journey, I found myself at Stryker, where today I get the opportunity to lead both the talent acquisition function as well as the corporate HR function here. So let's talk a little bit about Stryker. Can you give me some perspective or a little bit on the scope, kind of the business, the high-level business overview, scope of your role kind of thing, like how large your organization is? So Stryker is one of the world's largest medical device organizations. We have operations all over the world. So everywhere from the US to Australia and, and really everywhere in between. And we support uh, our customers and their patients with various products. So anything from capital equipment to implants and in between. We have roughly about 40,000 employees today and continuing to grow as we lead to support our customers in their places they need. That's great. How about uh, with the talent acquisition organization specifically? How, how large is that organization? And then from there, let's talk a little bit about kind of like what it was like when you joined and what the journey has been like thus far. So talent acquisition today, roughly about 300 people today, overall talent acquisition. And um, yeah, it's been a journey. I found my analysis, if you will, or evaluation of strikers. I was coming through my onboarding process, maybe one thing. And then as you start to get in and learn the team, I think you start to realize some of the components that were, yeah, those make total sense to what I thought. And here's some areas that I didn't expect. And you know, I think the TA team, when I arrived, uh, I think had all of the right intent, all of the right ambition, but was very task-oriented in terms of here are the transactions I'm going to support as part of the, I'll call it the overall hiring process. From that evaluation, started to really think about where did we want to be and what was the impact this function could have on Stryker? And in particular, what did Stryker need from us in order to be successful? And so that journey really started to say, okay, we need these more transaction-based processes, but we need a whole bunch more than that. We need consultation, we need better understanding of what the labor market is, True insight is we're thinking about roles and opportunity and employees. And at the end of the day, we need the right talent in the right role at the right time. And we're really uniquely positioned to be able to support and partner with our HR partners and our business leaders through those processes. And so we spent the last several years really A, structuring and organizing ourselves in a way in which we can support that, building the right infrastructure from a technology, a process, a team perspective to enable all of those who carry requisitions every single day to be successful. And the success in our organization really means 
driving the, the process and engaging and supporting our leaders to get those right people in the right role at the right time. And that's really been the evolution for us over the last four or five years. That's great. And I had the, the privilege of being able to be engaged in different uh, various uh, elements uh, with, with you and, and, and your team over the last few years and, and watch this journey and help with this journey firsthand. And what you've done is, is really impressive. I think you've got a fantastic team that the work you've done on branding has been really great. The, the you know, kind of the operational rigor that you put in place. And, and what I'm most impressed with is you and your team's ability to transform kind of internally and position yourselves as leaders in the organization and really being at the tip of the spear on the forefront, strategically leading the function for Striker. And I think that's great. And that'll, that'll serve a lot of dividends for you as you continue your journey and continue your evolution. But I've been really impressed with the things that, that you have done there. I appreciate that, Ryan. You know, I think, you know, we spend a lot of time, I spend a lot of time with the teams and, you know, we have a company mission here at Straker and it's together with our customers. Uh, we drive to make healthcare better. How do we support our customers being really the, the optimal thing that we focus on? And so when we translate that into talent acquisition, we talk a lot about operational performance and we want to drive operational performance. But to me, these aren't just metrics on the slide. We're not doing it for the sake of, hey, we're incrementally faster or we're incrementally better. The reality is at the end of the day, those numbers mean one thing, and that is our ability to better support our customers, which in turn better support patients. So it's this mission-driven focus that we have on the team. I'm fortunate to work with an incredible group of people that all share the same mission and value to drive organizational performance, but really with the focus of how to strike or continue to support our customers and their patients. As you look to the future now going forward, what are some other things that you're like that are key initiatives to you, or what's the next division for the next few stages of your transformation? I think, you know, if I take one step in our in our past to look at our future, I think we've made the evolution, as I mentioned, in technology and in process and work and consultation, and all of those things have been fantastic. But as we look forward, we know the labor market is going to continue to be more and more challenging. Scalability is going to be really key. No matter what organization you're in, strikers included in that, we're going to have to figure out how do we continue to be more scalable. And then we know that candidate experience, as cliched as it sounds, is incredibly important to success. So how do we be fast? How do we be scalable? How do we maintain our rigor? And how do we put everyone in our organization, whether those are recruiters, those are our HR partners, those are our hiring managers in the best possible position to be successful. And that is, I think, continued technology foundation. So do we have the right tech stack? Are we constantly evaluating our technology stack to be able to support the needs of the process and of the teams? Do we have the right individuals in these roles? Are we providing the right training and development so they continue to be successful? And then are we supporting our HR partners and our, and our managers in their process, right? So are they capable? Are they confident? Are they confident as they think about navigating this process? So putting tools in the hands of everyone in this process, continuing to improve those tools over time, and at the end of the day, continue to drive that same mission that's held us true for the last four or five years will hold true for us in the next four or five years. It's just going to continue to iterate and look different as we think about navigating the talent market and navigating the needs of the business as, as it continues to grow. Great. No, I think um, your team and the structure that you put in place 
I really like what you're doing there. I like the environment that you create in the organization. Maybe talk the, about that a little bit, like your, your view of like your role as, as a leader and the environment that, that you're creating within the TA function. As I mentioned before, I'm, I'm really fortunate. So I get to, to wake up every day and work with a group of leaders uh, in town acquisition that, in my opinion, are, are probably second to none. And our ability to lead and navigate the challenges of the day, but the complexities of the future are, are just amazing to me. And our ability to be able to sh- build a shared vision of the future, to be able to engage our leaders of this organization on that shared vision their alignment, and ultimately their support has been massive. And that's allowed us to create a talent acquisition function that, again, not only serves the needs of our organization today, but really is is intentionally focused on supporting the needs of our business in the future. And so we've got a lot of opportunity and a lot of capability that we're fortuitous to have that not every other organization has, right? We have teams thinking about how do we get up every day and how do we innovate? Thinking about technology, process, data insights. How do we continue to get better? How do we have visibility to what is coming so we can translate that to the work we do every single day so we can see these obstacles and identify them, solution them, and overcome them before they become obstacles? And then how do we continue to think about project management and support? How do we drive things that have the right value, the right impact, but do it in a way that allows back to that scalability component, people focus on the right work at the right time is going to continue to be the, the priority for us. Yeah, that's great. You're adding tremendous business value and business value that it's the leadership team at, at Stryker has not experienced to date and, and will continue to do so. So I, I think that's great. Last question I would have for you is I, something I ask everyone. In, so you've had a lot of great diverse experience within the talent acquisition function. You're an excellent leader in this space. What's some advice that you would share to others that that could be helpful to them? You know, I think about a couple of things. So, you know, one of the things I share with my team on a pretty regular basis, right? So stay curious, stay tenacious. Those are hard things to stay doing all the time. I have to sometimes coach myself through that. But I think at least for myself and the team and the atmosphere and culture that we're trying to build in town acquisition here at Stryker, one that's very entrepreneurial in nature one that allows you to, to sort of own and run your business, the one that allows you to engage and support your customers. I think continue to think about your role as past the individual uh, swim lanes that you may be operating in. How do you get exposure to adjacencies? How do you think about driving the right solutions and outcomes for your business, your function, your team, whatever it might be, even if that may not be directly within the silo you operate? Because as you continue to get that experience and you continue to support your business in its success, you know, I get asked the question all the time, how do I get that proverbial seat at the table? And we talk about it a lot. You don't get it. You get asked to be a part of it. If you're creating and adding value and you're supporting your business, you're going to have so many seats at so many tables that you're not going to have enough time to do your full job. So think about the impact you're having. It doesn't mean go and do other people's work for them, but think about how you navigate complex issues identify problems before they become problems and support them. So I would ask you, short answer to your question, look at diverse opportunities for experience. Look at adjacencies to the work you do. Think about how you support business outcomes, even if that may not be in your swim lane. I'm not saying go do other people's jobs, but I think that's going to continue to give you visibility. And those are the types of business partners your your business leaders are going to want to work with. Yeah, that's great advice. And and 
yeah, some of the best leaders, not only in TA, but in other functions, right, are like ultimately focused on creating as much business value as possible and educating themselves um, to be competent and to add value across areas outside of their area of specialty in order to drive that business value and be aligned around that business value. So I think that's that's a great piece of advice. And, and don't be afraid to get experiences or learn about things outside of just your core function. So great advice. Great job today. Pleasure as always. I appreciate you being a part of the podcast and we'll connect soon. Sounds great, Ryan. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Talent Acquisition Leaders Podcast. If something we said today resonated with you, please subscribe, rate, and download our podcast and share the episode with your network. Ready to transform your recruiting practices with leading edge technology, just like our other clients at 3M, Comcast, Stryker, and Walgreens? Then reach out at sagemarkhr.com for a free consultation.